Christians in the New Testament. And uh, vamos a empezar una nueva serie en el libro de Colosenses en el Nuevo Testamento. And we're going to go ahead and read a passage from Colossians together. And then we will take some time to reflect on that together as God's people this morning. So the passage will be from Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. La escritura de hoy es del libro de Colosenses, capítulo 1, versículos 1 al 10. And we can go ahead and follow along in our Bibles. We have Bibles in the back. We have actually some, uh, some uh, teen Bibles in the back too, and some uh, graphic novel uh, comic book Bibles in, in the back too, which are an excellent resource for, for kiddos. Um, and some other uh, student Bibles back there too. Um, so we'll be in Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. You can follow along in your Bibles, and it'll be also in the projector screen right behind me as well. And I'll read a portion for us in Spanish first, and then we will read the, the scriptures in English. Let's, let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the Word of God. First, uh, a brief portion in Spanish, then in English. Colosenses, capítulo 1, versículos 3 al 5. Siempre que oramos por ustedes, damos gracias a Dios, el Padre de nuestro Señor Jesucristo, pues hemos recibido noticias de su fe en Cristo Jesús y del amor que tiene por todos los santos, a causa de la esperanza reservada para ustedes en el cielo. De esta esperanza ya han sabido por la palabra de verdad que es el Evangelio. Now let's read in English from Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all of God's people, the faith and love that spring from the same hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. Verse 6. The true message of the gospel that has come to you in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. Just as it, just as it had been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told of us, uh, of, uh, who told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to help fill you with the knowledge and with his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Let's pray together.
Gracious and loving God, we come before you today, raw and real, just as we are. Venemos ante ti, Dios, tal como estamos. Lord, we just acknowledge that even in this space and in this place together, some of us, Lord, are, are in different spaces, God. Some of us are coming here today just um, excited, um, renewed, refreshed. Others, Lord, perhaps are coming exhausted, stressed, unsure, uncertain. However it is that we find ourselves coming into your presence today, Lord, may we just be so aware that you never run away from us, but you're constantly drawing near to us. Your arm is not too short to save. Your grace is enough. Your love is sufficient. Thank you, Lord. Te damos gracias, Dios Santo, que aquí estás con nosotros presente. Lord, we pray that you would be the one to give us that light, to be that lamp onto our feet as our brother Al was praying earlier today. Que nos ilumines, Dios Santo, con tu palabra. Share a new word, Lord God. Transform us as your people. You are the source of life, Lord. Thank you. We pray for this world that so desperately needs you, Lord. We pray for um, Visalia, for the valley, for our state, for our nation and world. Lord, we, we lift up those navigating difficult storms, for those living in fear, God. We lift up to you the nation of Sudan, Lord, with all of the, the challenges, Lord, that have been happening um, this whole week, Lord. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You are there, Lord. You are in the midst of all of the messiness, God. And Lord, we just trust you right now. And we entrust our situations and all people into your hands. And that's the safest and most secure place that we can possibly be. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of this in the faithful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, um, we're really excited to be able to be here to gather around the Word of God together. And um, before we jump in to uh, this passage that we read together today, just a couple of updates on how we're all doing as a, a church community. We've been announcing actually for several months since the beginning of the year that together we're going to be moving to a new location. And um, our final service here will be at the end of May, on May 28th. And so our new service um, uh, location will actually start on June 4th of this year. So I want you to write down that, that date on your calendar. On Sunday, June 4th, we're actually going to be in a new location. And by God's grace, we're so thankful that we seem to be narrowing in on a final location. And that's actually just about three minutes uh, away from here. It's actually on uh, County Center and Mineral King, and it's at this place called The Hyde, and it's a really nice hall there where, you know, we can have uh, fellowship, worship, um, everything there together, and it's, it's literally right on County Center and Mineral King. Oh, the thing that most people in the valley know is it's right next to the Lamplighter Inn. Who knows where the Lamplighter is? Yeah, so it's right next to the Lamplighter Inn on the same grounds there, but there's Lamplighter Inn on one end, um, I believe that would be the west end, and on the east end of that 
property is going to be the location that God may have for us. And so we are, are hoping and planning to be able to, um, to have our first service there on June 4th of this year. So um, I want everyone to be able to write it down because I know what's going to happen on June 4th. A couple people are going to show up here and have to take U-turns, right? <laughs> Back to, uh, but it, it's just right across 198. Literally, um, uh, if it's uh, off of the, the Demery exit, but um, it's on Mineral King, not on the Noble side. So many of you know that Save Mart there, and there's a shopping center where the former Kmart used to be. It's across the, the, the way there, across 198 on Mineral King. Does everyone have a sense of where that is now that I've, I've mentioned it? Okay, good. <laughs> um, I know it's going to take us some time, so we're going to give the whole summer to figure that out. I bet you people are still going to be showing up here throughout the summer, but uh, we're learning together, slowly but surely. But um, so we are going to be sharing details on that in the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, we're praying into this. We went to go see it on Friday. And we, we liked it a lot. We think it would be a good fit for our community and uh, the season that we're in. And it's going to give us an opportunity to grow into the next season as well. Um, and uh, so we'll have the exact address and all of that information in the next couple of weeks. And in the first week of May, we're actually going to be looking over an agreement and terms and uh, yeah, looking to start there together. Amen. So on June 4th, is when we will have our first service over, over there. That's June 4th of this year. Sunday, June 4th. So what will be the first day that we're out there, friends? June 4th, June 4th yes. June 4th, write it down. We have a whole month to prepare. Well, we've been preparing for this actually for quite some time. Um, uh, for a year, we've known that we've been, we're, we were going to have to find somewhere new. But we're grateful that God is opening a door for us together here. Um, and yeah, it's just so wonderful to be back um, here in, uh, with you all. I was away last week. Um, I was in Central America over in the country of El Salvador. Uh, some of you know one of our uh, early members, founding members, uh, Michelle Viatoro and her now husband, Trey Cook, they got married out there and they asked me to officiate uh, their wedding. And it was a, a beautiful time um, just to be able to explore a different part of the world, to see what God is up to in a different part of the world. Also, fue un tiempo hermoso en Centro América la semana pasada en El Salvador. And, um, and yeah, just a couple of highlights from that time. You, uh, Charlotte loves to put everything up and out there for us. So if you follow her on any social media platforms, she put all the pictures and whatnot there and videos. But uh, it was really neat to be able to just spend some time there. Um, the, one, of, one of the things that was very remarkable to me to see is that, um, that that small country actually has the only preservation of what a, a Mayan society looked like. They have a preserve of that. It's, it's pretty amazing where you actually get an idea of what the Mayan civilization uh, lived like on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, it was pretty incredible. And um, then on the, the following day, uh, we, be, we got a chance to just explore the capital, San Salvador, a bit and uh, learn a lot about the, the story there, the history. I'm a big admirer of, 
of their patron saint, uh, Oscar Romero, who's originally from El Salvador. Um, and just, yeah, and we have some people here from our community that are from uh, El Salvador as well. So it's just so wonderful to make that connection there and to meet God's people in that part of the world. Um, and one, thought, one thing I thought was pretty incredible was how El Salvador is the smallest country in all of the Americas. And, well, one of them, I think that Belize maybe, uh, but uh, they, uh, it's one of the smallest countries in all of Central America, in all of North America, North or Central or South America, and it actually has 127 volcanoes on that tiny country, and seven active volcanoes, and um, yeah, it was pretty incredible. We got to take a hike up to, to one of those volcanoes. Uh, that they call El Boqueron, uh, uh, you know, which is the, the mouth of the volcano. And it was just an incredible time, a uh, highlight there to be able to just climb all the way to the top at the mouth of a volcano that could erupt at any time. But um, living on the edge, I guess. But then the step that we, that we took after that, that was even a little more intense, was um, they have this ride. It's like a so-called ride there, right? Which... The standards in developing countries for thrill rides are a little bit different than, than maybe we're used to here. But there's this, this ride that they made, a makeshift ride, uh, which is uh, this tube slide that has two very steep hills down the... You're just in the middle of the Salvadoran jungle and, you know, uh, above, next to those volcanoes and all of that. And some guy... You get on this, this uh, tube slide and some guy just comes behind you and he just pushes you with all his strength and there you go. You know, no, no seatbelt, nothing like that. And so, yes, I did it. Even Charlotte did it. So you almost didn't have a pastor this week. I had already said my goodbyes. I had said, yes, it was good while it lasted. And the funniest thing was that the guy didn't even give me a warning. He just like... The moment I sat down, he just pushed me with all his strength. And there I went down these two very, very steep, steep uh, uh, um, hills. And, uh, and it, it was pretty amazing. But it was one of those things of like, oh, man, if I let go here, that's it, you know. So um, it was an incredible experience. And again, just a, a reminder of living a life by faith. Uh, the wedding was very beautiful also. Um, the, the family and the couples and uh, regards, they love this community very much. And uh, yeah, I'm very glad my family is very happy to be back now together. Um, so I just wanted to update you all on both of those things on the building and some of the experience last week in Central America. Well, many of you know that God has called our community here, Imago Church, to be a gospel-centered, multicultural community where hope is built through restored relationships. And the name Imago, in case you're new or newer, simply means that, created in the image of God. That's what we all have in common. Even though we may look, think, and act different, what we have in common, what is our unity, is that we are created in the image of God. Our identity is in the image of God, and our purpose is in the image of Christ. And as a church community, this month and up to the end of May, we're going to be in a sermon series on the book of Colossians. And it's a sermon series that we're calling Visible and Invisible. The book of Colossians actually makes this enormous proclamation that Jesus, our Lord, is actually the Lord of all. 
that there is no aspect of reality that he is not Lord over, that he is not a part of. What we see in Colossians is just this invitation to be able to see God in everything, to see God everywhere that we go, to find him, to seek him, to ask for him. And we've done this in the past. We've gone through a number of different books in the Bible, and we've, uh, we've been able to dive in deep together. And um, here we're actually taking a, a deep dive into the book of Colossians. And what we're reminded of in Colossians is that the God that we worship and gather around is a God who is active, a God who is not passive. He takes initiative. We as a community of faith, or those that are just exploring, whether you're taking your first steps or your next steps, we actually get to respond to God's actions and to God's initiatives. Nosotros tenemos la oportunidad de responder a las acciones de Dios. God proclaims his love for us in action through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And it's actually Jesus in Colossians chapter 1, verse 14, and we're going to be in this next week. It says that Jesus makes the invisible God visible. And it's through Jesus that we get to respond to take that next step into a new life. That those who believe in Jesus would have new life with God. Aquellos que creen en Cristo pueden tener nueva vida con Dios. And that new life with God isn't meant to be lived alone. It's actually meant to be lived in community, together, in life together. And that community is called the church, the family of God. You and me. Whether we're younger, whether we're older, whether we're in one season or in a different season, we're all called to be a part of God's family. You are invited to be a part of God's family. And part of our call as God's family is to stand in the middle, to stand between the divine reality of God and everyday human life. What we see in Colossians is that Jesus is actually Lord of all, visible and invisible. So really everything is spiritual. Everything can be something we can invite God into. We as the church, we stand in this space between. This space between things that are seen and things that are unseen. Material and spiritual, there really is no distinction. We live through it all. We stand in the gap between the visible and the invisible. And I was uh, in this conversation uh, on Friday, and uh, uh, Elizabeth was mentioning how she does the anger management training. And there's this image that's used for folks of this image of the visible and the invisible. And I don't know if we have it up there. Yeah, something like that. Where we see the iceberg, the mountain on top. That's what's visible. But everything that's invisible is actually even more, right? But what lies beneath is even more. And what this, this very special book in the New Testament, Colossians, written by the Apostle Paul, is trying to invite us into, invite Jesus to be the Lord of all. To that which is seen and that which is unseen. To the parts that we like to portray to the world and those parts that we like to keep hidden. Invite him into it. 
He is Lord over all. Together, as God's people, we get to witness to that. We get to point people to that truth, that we don't have to live divided lives anymore because Jesus is Lord of all. We point to the salvation work of Jesus for all people in all times, in all places. We witness and provide living evidence to the world that Jesus is Lord of all. That we can give him all of who we are. Not just our Sunday selves, not just our religious selves, but all of who we are. Our insides, our outsides, that which is seen and that which is unseen. Through our life together, we point people to, we make visible the invisible God. We remind people that God is good. That grace is not just an idea or some kind of abstraction or some kind of nice religious thought. But grace is something real. It's something we have experienced and it's something we have lived by. Amen? Can I get an amen? There we go. Wake up, church, family of God, right? We're here rejoicing together. This is the mission and the message of the church, of the people of God. We witness to what God has done in Jesus and we proclaim that he alone is Lord of all. Of heaven and earth, of things seen and unseen, of the visible and the invisible. Because of Jesus, God has done something that has changed everything. And scripture provides language for this over and over again, right? Come and see, taste and see that the Lord is good. At Imago Church, we're a community gathered in worship in order that we may be sent as witnesses to the gospel, to this good news. That's why we exist. And that's what we see here in this text, Jesus What's what he does in this text? He sends us or he missions his followers to pass on this good news. What we point to is something so much bigger than just us. We are part of the story. Imago Church gets to be a beautiful part of God's story, but we're not the end of the story. And we're not the beginning of the story. We don't exist for just ourselves, for just me and mine, for just our thing but we are witnesses of this eternal story of God's salvation for all humanity, for all that is seen and unseen, visible and invisible. And this same good news that we're gathered around this morning is actually the same good news that a community of early Christians in a place called Colossae, which was where the, the letter of, the, of Colossians was written to, that they gathered around. They gathered around this same good news, this same message. And as a church community, we're going to be diving into over the next six weeks. And I encourage you, as our brother Al was talking about Bible reading, go ahead and read through the book of Colossians um, over these next six weeks. And you can just read a few verses a day and you will finish it within the next six weeks or so. As a church community, we're diving deep into this scripture. And we've had an opportunity to go deep into different uh, passages in the New Testament before. I think last, week, last year we did uh, Ephesians, we've done Galatians, Philippians, uh, Romans, and they all uh, teach us something very specific, something very amazing. 
But one thing that they all have in common is that they remind us that we serve a God who sends. Servimos un Dios que nos envía. We serve a God who sends. That's the pattern of the work of God, even in the Trinity, in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father sends the Son to save us. The Son sent the Spirit to empower us. And now the Spirit sends us. You and me, the family of God, God's people, we are sent and called to proclaim and live out this good message that Jesus is Lord of all. That just as you are right where you are, he'll meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. That we have a message of transformation that says, look at God, look what the Lord has done. And that's part of our call together as a community. Servimos un Dios que nos envía. And in these next six weeks, we're going to be learning about how Jesus actually equips us with everything that we need in order to be sent. And in doing so, God does something amazing. And we've talked about this before at Imago. The amazing thing that God does. One of the amazing things that God does is that he does extraordinary things through ordinary people. When we allow Jesus to be Lord of all, we will see him do something great. We will see God do extraordinary things through ordinary people like you and me. No one who was ever called in the Bible whether it was Paul, Esther, Naomi, Moses, Sarah, none, none of them ever thought they were doing something extraordinary. All they did was show up and see God show off in the unique and incredible ways that only he can. Wow. It's amazing to think about. God actually does that. God does extraordinary things through ordinary people like you and me, like us. He will do something new. He will do something beyond what we could think of or even imagine. How could we enter into that truth confidently and fully together as God's people? Well, the first step, and it's amazing, right? Because the more we get to know God, we come to know that faith will always be the first step and the next step and the step after that. God always calls us to more faith, never less faith. Dios nos llama a tomar pasos de fe. So the first step, to have, the first step in experiencing God doing extraordinary things through ordinary people is a step of faith is believing. Do we believe God? Do we take him at his word that he will actually do what he says he will do? That he will fulfill his promises. The very first step in being sent by God is to believe God. Today, Imago Church, friends, brothers, sisters, that's our invitation. Believe God. Take him at his word. Have that childlike faith. Believing that if he said it, we believe it. 
There's a beautiful song that reminds us of that. It says, if you said it, we believe it because Jesus, you're a man of your word. The first step is believing, trusting, believing God even more than you believe yourself, believing God even more than you believe your circumstance or your situation, believing who God calls you to be even more than what others call you. You are beloved. You're a precious daughter of God. You're a child of God, a son of God. We're a family of God. Will we believe him and take him at his word? Jesus offers us this good news. And this good news of grace, of love, of acceptance, of forgiveness, it's available to all of us because of what God has done in Jesus. It's available to you and me just as we are. And he can do a new thing with that old thing that maybe you've kept under, that you've kept invisible. Give it to him. Trust him to be Lord of all. Don't just trust in yourself. I've had seasons where I just trust in myself. Maybe you've had seasons where you just trust in yourself. And here's my question to all of us. How did that go for you? How did that go for us? I was in a conversation with a, a, a wonderful uh, a woman of God, um, a leader here in, in, in the church for many years. And uh, we were talking about, and she just shared part of her testimony um, that she realized that she had gone all these steps and realized I didn't even ask God what, what he thought. And then when I just paused and I asked God, Lord, what do you want here? Of course, God does what God does, which he shows up with grace and mercy and creates a new way beyond what we could think of or imagine. Queridos, antes que hagamos cualquier otra cosa, podemos recibir las buenas nuevas y confiar y creer que las palabras de Dios son verdaderas. Verdaderas para ti, para mí, para todos nosotros. So the first step in this call to see God do extraordinary things to ordinary people like us is to believe God. And the next step really is to live that out. To actually live our lives as if this news is true. This message of the gospel, this good news that we're proclaiming that the kingdom of heaven is near that we don't have to live divided lives or double lives anymore. What we're communicating is that there is a way. That God always provides a way out or a way in. We don't have to do it on our own. And that's what God does. He loves you. He forgives you. He cares for you. And he'll make a way. Let's take him at his word. Paul in, in Colossians, in this book that we're going to be reading over the next few weeks, he's actually, um, uh, in, in chapter 1, verse 14, it says that, that Jesus makes the invisible God visible. Wow. Through our lives, 
When we take God at his word and we live that out, we are able to make the invisible God visible. When we show up, when we serve, when we engage in doing what God has called us to do in this world, that's not just routine. That's not just a good work. That's actually making the invisible God visible. When we serve others, when we show up, when we care for others, when we walk alongside one another, when we carry one another, that's all making the, visible, the invisible God visible. Cuando servimos juntos, hacemos el visible, el Dios invisible. When we abide and when we imitate Christ, when we spend time in his presence through his word, through worship here together on Sundays, we make the invisible God visible. Believing God and living our lives as if God's word is true, that's part of the call of what it means to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus. And I've shared this with some of you before, but really that's what the word Christian just means. It means a little Christ. We're just little Christ, little Christ imitators running around making the invisible God visible. That's a big call. That's a big responsibility that we have together as men and women of God, as the family of God. And the truth is that none of us can do everything. God is not calling you to do everything. I know you're already busy. You're already overwhelmed. Um, There's so much pulling us in this life. And remember, grace is available to you. God is not mad at you. God is inviting you into that next step. Knowing that nobody can do everything, but everyone can do something. Nobody can be everywhere, but everyone can show up somewhere where God has called you. We can show up and we can point to something greater. We can point to someone greater. We can point to God's kingdom. We can point to the invisible God made visible. Whether that's at home, being faithful to our responsibilities at home, whether that's at work, whether it's at school, whether you're a teenager or in middle school or high school or or college, you can live out your call just as you are. Even with your family, you can make the, vi- the invisible God visible. Nadie puede hacer todo, pero todos podemos hacer algo en el reino de Dios. So one of the first steps to be able to allow God to be Lord of all, of heaven and earth, of things seen and unseen, visible and invisible, the, very, uh, the, the steps we've been talking about are First, believing God. Second, uh, living our lives as if we believe this word to be true. And then third, pay attention. Pay attention to what God is doing in you and around you. Pay attention to what's happening underneath the iceberg. Not just in what is seen, but in also what is unseen. Pay attention to our spiritual lives, to our emotional lives, because God uses it all 
for his purposes. Pay attention to the work of God in your life. Together, as, as God's people, I want to invite us to have a godly radar. You know, sometimes you see these people in the beach or whatnot, and, you know, they have these radars, right? They're, they're looking for gold or for metal or for whatever it is, and they literally spend their whole day doing that. I don't know. It's like, do your thing, right? I can't even imagine doing that for an hour, but um, some, some folks just love to do that. But what if God is calling us in this season to take out our God radar, to be open, to pay attention to divine appointments, to pay attention to holy moments. Remember, everyone that God puts in your life, beginning with your family, your nearest neighbors, with your friends as well, your community here, everyone that God puts in your life is either for you to be of service to them or them to be of service to you. It's not a coincidence. It's a divine appointment. It's a holy moment. Can we turn on our God radars this season to be able to see God in everything? To invite God into all things, visible and invisible. And when we have that God radar on, you're going to see God show up when you pay attention. Before what you just thought was coincidence or, 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 or situation, you're going to see God at work through it all, bringing all things together. So friends, brothers, sisters, let's pay attention. Let's pay attention to what God is doing in us, through us, and around us. Let's learn to look around to, pay attention to those who God has put around us. Especially even those that maybe seem like or feel like they're in the margins. Is God calling you in that divine appointment to just pay attention, to share a kind word, to lift up with a blessing? Little things can go a very long way. Paying attention Showing the fruits of, spirit, of the spirit of kindness, of love, of self-control to someone who just needs it that day. Learning a name, saying hello, saying goodbye. All of those things have the power to cure hurting souls. And there's a lot of hurt in this world. Every day we're reminded of that. We know it because it's in ourselves too. We know it because we've experienced it with others too. There's a lot of hurt. We could be actually agents of change. We can be people who taste different and act different. We can actually choose to engage with those fruits of the Spirit, with kindness toward others. We can even do that with one another and practice it here, first and foremost, amongst the family of God. We can make the invisible God visible through our life together. Through the way we interact with one another. When we engage, when we live out hope through relationships, 
All of those things point to something greater. Everything in our service isn't just a coincidence or isn't just because we're trying to fill in time. All of it points to something greater. And when we actually give people that opportunity to experience the hope of Christ through restored relationships in our service, that's a reminder of this greater truth, of this greater thing that God has done. That he's restored us back to himself and to each other. And we can live that out. We can practice that together. You know, part of this call that God gives us to be a people that's set apart for his purposes, to be a people that make the invisible God visible, part of that call is a call to clarity. A clarity for us to remind us of our identity and our purpose. That our identity is in the image of God and our purpose and the image of Christ. And we say that over and over and over and over again here at Imago. Because we know that we can say it every Sunday, but then what happens on Monday? We're quick forgetters. Vision leaks, as someone once told me, right? We leak out vision so quickly. So we remind each other of who we are, of whose we are as God's people. Because here's the truth about identity. If we don't base our identity in who God has called us to be, then guess what? We're going to base our identity on what someone else calls us to be. We're going to base our identity on maybe even what we call ourselves. And if you're anything like me, you have all kinds of self-talk, right? Sometimes you're the hero of the whole world. Other times you're the worst of the worst. If we don't identify by who God calls us, we will identify by what someone else calls us or what we call ourselves. And that's not the full picture. That's not good news. That's not the full truth that God is inviting us into. Because each one of us here, and I can even go around and ask each person, we can think of what we have been called in the past. Some of us have been called very hurtful things by others. Some of us have called ourselves very hurtful things, and that has not been helpful. But part of the good news of Jesus being the Lord of all is that there is a calling that is truer in your life. There is a calling that is more real than anything we can come up with. When we experience this calling of being God's people who make the invisible God visible, that is a calling and an invitation. God will never force us into it. God will actually freely invite us because remember, this calling is not just a, a freedom from bad things. It's also freedom for who we were created to be. You and I, men and women, younger, older, in all seasons, people created in the image of God, God's family. We have the freedom to find our purpose in the image of Christ. So we're going to continue on this journey together. As God's people, we are called to make the invisible God visible. How do we do that? Through our lives, through our words, 
and through our actions. And yes, also through our attitudes. Now, I want you to hear this. We're going to be talking a lot about calling and a lot about um, what, what God has, uh, has done in our lives and how we're called to go this next level in making the invisible God visible. But if you're anything like me, you've had challenges with confidence. I have especially when it comes to situations, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to finances, all of that. And as I've shared it before, the truth is that all of us feel levels of insecurity, but some of us hide it better than others, right? But when it comes to confidence, your confidence, my confidence, is not in our circumstances. Because circumstances come and go. But our confidence comes from our calling. God has called you. God has called us into this mighty mission of making the invisible God visible. Our confidence is in our calling, not in our circumstances, not in our situations. Because, again, we've all been through it, right? Every week feels like a whole new roller coaster sometimes. Now, imagine we just want to base who we are, our identity, our confidence on that. We're just going to be running around like a chicken without a head. But our confidence, thank God Almighty, is not in our circumstances, but it's in our calling. And you are called. God has called you for greater purposes. God has given you an identity that is stamped in Christ, sealed in Christ. So together, we are called. Let's keep Christ at the center of our calling. And together, let's continue to make the invisible God visible in our life together and point to this eternal truth that Jesus is Lord of all. Of all that is seen and unseen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that there is no part of our life that we need to keep from you. There is no part of our life that you will be intimidated by. There is no part of our life that you are not willing to restore or to step into. Te damos gracias Dios porque tú ves nuestra vida entera y nada nada Thank you, Lord, that you never run away from us, but you always draw near to us, God. Lord, right now, I just want to pray for all of the real circumstances that we're going through. I want to pray, Lord, for all the real situations that we have right in front of us, God. And right now, Lord, we just want to lay them at your feet. We just want to give them to you, God, 
We can't do it alone, and we're not called to do it alone, Jesus. So today, this morning, we're giving you those situations and circumstances, Lord. And also, we're taking a bold step of faith. We're taking action this morning as we lay all that at your feet. We are entrusting and declaring that those situations, those circumstances will not be the final word on our lives. Those circumstances, those situations will not be what determines our identity. Those situations and circumstances will not be where we find our confidence and our peace our confidence and our peace is in our calling. And Lord Jesus, you call us to yourselves, to yourself. Beloved child of God, precious daughter of God, you belong to him. Man of valor, man of value, you belong to him. Young person, teenager, wondering what this whole life is all about. You belong to him. Senior citizen in the golden years, unsure or uncertain, you belong to him. Thank you, Lord that we have a confidence that is rooted and grounded on the rock that doesn't move. Even when the harshest winds and harshest waves of this life come crashing down. On Christ the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All those other situations, all those other circumstances, they're just a mirage, they're waves that come and go. But you, Lord, are where we will stay rooted and grounded in who you say we are and who you call us to be. Help us, Lord, to pay attention to what you're doing, to see you in all things, and to embrace this calling of making the invisible God visible. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen.